Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfer. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Oh, boy. Welcome into the Press Row Show. The number one rated pregame intermission and postgame show the side of the Mississippi. The Philadelphia Flyers, who at one point led this game 2-0, then 3-1, got their doors blown off. 5-3, your final score. The second half of a back-to-back, but make no excuse, Ottawa also was on the second leg of a back-to-back, and they had to travel. Worst Flyers loss that I can think of in quite some time. I mean, that was bad. Yesterday, I saw it coming a little bit. I mean, I know there was a fight back yesterday, and they did give it their all, but I don't really ever feel like that was a game yesterday that Colorado was going to lay down in like Dallas did. I mean, and the Flyers did some things in that Dallas game that really pushed the Stars to the perimeter a lot. It was a sensational game. Yesterday, I thought Colorado would come in here and, and get the win. We both did. And then today, uh, I, I just thought the – this is the games you want to see because you kind of get a feel and an understanding for who your team is yeah. when there's desperation. And, again, where the Flyers are at the standings, yeah, it's, they're comfortable, but there's no reason to be super comfortable. This was a humongous two-point game today that they should have had. Uh, Ottawa's not a good team. And the Flyers, to be honest with you, played right into the kind of game Ottawa wants. They want to play easy. They want to have space on the ice. They want to have time to make plays. And they did that. They did that pretty much the whole second and third period. And the Flyers were reeling. They were on hang-on mode at the beginning of the third period. And the wheels came off. And you know what, Russ? I was saying earlier, right? We talked about the first five minutes. The first five minutes of the period sets the tone for the rest. And sometimes when you fall into, when you're feeling good about stuff like that, you can get yourself uh, in, in a good mode the rest of the game, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Ottawa scored. They tied it. Uh, goal in front of the net, and uh, it was Giroux. And then Ottawa, you know, was feeling it after that. You know, they're just playing with house money right now. They're done. Their season's going to be over in three months. Yep. Or, and and the Flyers are hoping that they can keep going and winning games and get, get a chance in the playoffs. But those are games today that you just cannot have. You can't play like that. You can't compete like that. The Flyers look completely gassed. One thing I do know is I think they played two of the three best games they could have played last week on the trip in Winnipeg uh, and then the home game against the Stars. And when you play like that, it's very hard to duplicate that effort. And sometimes I think you think in your own head as a team that you're going to be able to play like that every night, but that's just not how it goes. They need to just be consistent like they've been. I'm willing to chalk this game up today to just a bad loss, yeah, which happens, but their timing of it is kind of ugly, and that's what surprised me a little bit. I expected a lot more... A fierce, uh, a fierce effort by the Flyers today to really solidify and get the two points, and it didn't happen. Connor Allen going full Philly here in, uh, on YouTube. City finally behind the Flyers, and they do this in back-to-back packed home games. A true Philadelphia team weekend. Incredible. It was just bad. There's a you know, spiral out. Low energy after the first. Turnovers killed the boys today. A dud, says Allen. Mike thinks the torts is going to be interesting. I'm not so sure about that. I guess we'll see. Um, it just this, well, this, yeah, was, this was not good. So I mean, you, you look at uh, uh, Margie. I'm going to say Margie Rose. Oh, hang on one sec. You got you got Junior Bundy oh, over no, there. Stay here, stay here. Junior Bundy. Stay with me, interrupting the show. You hate to see it. He's he's a big oh, my, kid. My he's kid's a big getting kid. escorted. <laughs> he's getting Guys, es- he's getting escorted. 
he's here with me. Just keep him and his girl. Yeah. Thanks very much. We'll allow the right. fans to have a look. Come sit down, okay. Chris, over here. There you go. That's how you, you get go. your kid under control. That's <laughs> right. That's right. I'll tell you what. Uh, this was just brutal. You know, when you think about it, Bundy, like, there were a few things that we said going into the last few games. You win against Dallas. The message after that one that we talked about post-game was, all right, you got a big win. You, ca you cannot fold and have a poor showing against Colorado. They had moments. They fought back. They did. The ulti you know, ultimately, the final score in that game wasn't great, but the effort was there. The fight back was there, which is what you won as a coach. Today was not okay under any circumstances. Like there, Usually, we try to like say, all right, like, let's see if there is a positive to find in this. We don't look for fluff, but we do look for something positive to take away. There really aren't many things to look at or to feel good about. Zamula had two goals. Uh, Farabee had a good goal. That's great. The, the team as a whole just looked disjointed. The, the effort level, the, the, the energy level, it just it never felt like it got kicked up into the next gear. You know, like they, they got started, they had moments, but you know, it was not good. That's, look at that, that guy's having fun. No, look at him, he dressed up like Gritty. He had, that is, that is, that is a look. That's something else, boy, I'll tell you what. It's not God, quite as big God as Gritty. God bless him. Yeah, that's, we still have fun. We do you still know? have fun up here, it's a silly podcast. Um, um, you know what though, like somebody, I, I was saying, someone had said, uh, we're talking about the other stuff too in this game where um, Bobby Brink, Bobby Brink's been brought up, heard his name a couple times and Delorier goes in the lineup, the Flyers go 11 and seven. And yes, I will answer that question. I hate 11 and seven. There's, I, it yep. just, it absolutely stinks. It, it sucks for the forwards and it sucks even worse for the defensemen. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know why the 11 and seven, unless you, and remember they have, they have Mark Stahl too, is it eight, right? Like yep. they eighth defenseman. Yep. So. <laughs> hey, you know, all right, let's try something for but the next Bob, game. How about, ten, how about 10 and six? Does 10, is, or sorry, 10 and eight, 10 and eight. Absolutely <laughs> not. That's so that's even worse. That's even worse. That's I even know, way worse. No, but when I say, like, listen, it's pretty clear that Brink is not going to be here beyond Tuesday, I would guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not playing. He's not a kid you want in the press box. He's not a yeah. guy you're going to want to try to carry him seven minutes a night to on the fourth line. So uh, they've made a pretty, I, I think, conscientious effort that he's not playing. Agreed. And he will not be back in this lineup until he probably goes to the minors and figures it out. That's my guess. I don't know that. I don't know that. But that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And that's what I have a pretty good feeling about it. But yep. again, I just don't like the 11 and seven, and and I don't want to ever say it catches up to a team. But today it felt like it kind of broke up a little bit too much in that game. Just weird. Um, Brandon Fakara says not to be an alarmist, but that loss feels like the start of a skid. You certainly would hope not. It if they're not careful, it could. I mean, it, the uh, I the, mean, good, the good thing they you know they have they have tomorrow off. Did you watch a team about seven weeks ago? All the Philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> who were ten and one. I don't recognize that. Name. I'm just saying it, but I'm just saying there that you birds? you can find out stuff that goes on, and I, I don't want to think this. There's been no reason to think the Flyers had a skid early. Uh, maybe, was it maybe the end of October and November where they mm -hmm. they'd lost like seven out of eight or something? Yeah. They picked up some six, points, six out of, eight? Yeah. Six out of seven it's, or something that. like that. Yep. And people felt like on, oh, just that okay. second goal the one that was reviewed. Did they give you any additional clarification on that one? It's a goal. I know you guys led for, for the bulk of this game, but did, did you ever feel like you guys were really playing your game? Just, we, we did not spend enough time in their end zone. We, we didn't generate enough against that team. You let some of their skill play more on your end. You're, it's, it's a recipe for not a really good game. Obviously, you know, when you guys are having success, you're limiting the 
team's chances? Are you concerned that the grade-A chances you've given up these last two games have, have concerned you? No, I thought we played really good the last game. Uh, you, you, you're going to give up some grade-A's against Colorado. And my, the, the part of the game I'm concerned here is just we didn't make enough plays. We did not establish more checking. We were just one and done. In the second half of the game, we were just one and done. They, they generated so much momentum off of their goals. Once they scored, they generated momentum. We, we've got to learn, uh, like we score that third goal, we have to play with a two-goal lead for a while. Just, just for five or six minutes. We can't get hurt right away. And they generated momentum off of giving credit. Onada was fourth goal of the game winner. But would you like to see Nick Steele make a different play there? Or is that just kind of? Yes, you know the answer to that, obviously. With regards to Ottawa, I know they're they're down far in the stands, but you guys haven't had a lot of a lot of clunkers this year. And this game, and way, way way back in game two, it was against them as well. Is it something about the way they play that? No, no, we we uh, I I don't have an explanation, but we did not play well tonight. I, I think we uh, did for a bit, just in in spurts. Um, Powell played helped us a little bit with a couple goals, but I never felt comfortable behind the bench as far as where we were. It's a team I think you can get to in their end. We just weren't there enough. And you're not there enough, then you're there in your end zone, and they've got some quality people offensively. Do you take just the positive from the power play and how it's really started to turn on now and keeping you in the game? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, there's not many positives in my mind right now after losing a game like that. It wasn't a good game. One or two more. You've talked about at times you, you predicted that your team would eventually sometimes have a dip. How confident are you that? Yeah, the locker room will respond well to two losses. Absolutely. Leave them alone tomorrow. We get ready to play our next game. That's all you can do. Um, we're, we're, I, I trust the group. Last one. Yes. And that's, uh, you know. It was short again. A little bit more than yesterday. but A little bit more. I'm glad that he, at least he didn't sugarcoat this one. Like, they, they've had games where he's kind of, I don't know. I'm starting to wonder if if the uh, the the rainbows and smiles torts that he's been kind of putting up, or that he'd put up for the first half of the season when there were some poor moments and poor games, does feel like he's tried to be a little bit of a kinder, gentler yeah, well, torts. Yeah. Well, but, what, but, yeah. it, but this this game clearly wore him down. Like this is clearly one that there's no spinning. Well, as soon just as how bad it was, as soon as he said that we were one and done the second half of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's enough that'll make a coach like that crazy because what he's saying is is that there was no second efforts. One and done means you got your shot and you didn't really funnel towards the front of the net or to give that second push for a goal. Yep. So anytime you hear that, that's one and done. That's what it means, and that that's will make a coach crazy because this team can't be a one and done. That's why they've had success because they continue to put effort in. They continue to do the hard things that it takes to score goals and to keep goals out of the net. So I think from that standpoint. Um, that's what's endeared us to the Flyers this year. And this was a game today that was everything that we don't want to see and we haven't seen. So that's why there's disappointment. Sealer had a really bad play. There's yeah. there's no sugarcoating that. Flyers Cup says, I don't care how many pucks Sealer eats, anyone making that kind of low IQ play in a tie game with five minutes left never deserves to see the ice. Turn your brain on. Sealer cost the team points today. Let me throw this to you. Did Did he... I mean, obviously there were a lot of guys who didn't play well, but did he in that moment cost the team points? If you break down the game to that one play, yeah, 
And that's what it's going to tell you. That's what that's what the video is going to tell you. Was it Nick Sealer's fault in this game? No. I mean, the team couldn't score another goal after they got the third one. I mean, it, you know, goal scorers score, and that's what Torch was was not happy is because the guys didn't pour in the goals they needed in this game. Nick Sealer made it try to make a pass. It got it got tipped. It hit the boards, and it allowed Ottawa to skate into a two on one that he got back to defend. Timing awful? Absolutely. Timing's brutal. I've been there before. I've made that kind of play. It happens. It happens to every defenseman in the league. Yeah. But what happens and how it gets magnified is the moment in time it happens. And that was at the, in a moment where the Flyers had lost yesterday. It was 3-3 with four-something left in the third. And that's when the turnover happened. So I don't blame Nick Sealer for anything because I know that that guy's heart is in the right place. He plays hard. He does a lot of things. And he is what he is. Yeah. If you, didn't, if you thought that was the wrong spot for him, don't put him out in the ice with four minutes. That's that hasn't fair. been the case, right? That's, That's all fair. I can yeah. say, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, other people mentioning that the team looked flat. There are questions about, like, Rob Greeley here. Hold on, wrong, wrong one there. Rob Greeley says, uh, if Tippett had been in the lineup today, is there a difference? I it's hard. I mean, it's hard I mean, to say, right? Like, yeah, I can't answer that. I'd like, to, I'd like to hope, you know, he'd continue playing the way he was, but there's no guarantee. You know, you don't know what you're going to do. This was a flat game today for the Flyers. And sometimes it doesn't matter who was in or who was out just going to end up being like that. It was a weird game. These are the games you hate to lose the most, especially when you had a lead and you had some things going good. And then you, it, it, uh, it's apparent to everybody in the building, the Flyers just turned the gas off and said, let's just, we're just going to idle this baby right to the end and you're not going to do it. Because that feeds teams like Ottawa. Bad teams like that usually have a lot of skill and they mm-hmm. don't want to play top heavy. So what they do is they wait for you to go to sleep and then they take advantage of it, and that's exactly what happened. And they did; they played a lot more physical in the third with the puck to Senators because the Flyers allowed them to do so. You know what I saw tonight or this afternoon? I saw something that is going to be a talking point when we do the regular podcast this week because um, this team, when you talk about the idea of the rebuild versus potentially trying to make a couple of tweaks if you think you're going to make a playoff run and you're going to try to, like – if you, if you buy into the idea of you owe it to these guys in the room to put them in position that if they're going to make a playoff run, that you're going to give them their best chance to do something in the playoffs, today's one of those days where I look and go, all right, once again, seven defensemen in the lineup, not ideal. You're already looking at a team that does have some issues at forward. You have Tyson Forster, who for long stretches of the season has not looked right has not put the puck in the back of the yeah, net. He's not a natural had, goal scorer. You've had – They think he is, but I, or, or that, that, that might be there. I don't know about Forster. I like what he does outside, away from the puck, mm-hmm. but I think that there's a feeling that he can score more, but I, it's just a lot of waiting for it to happen. You have that. You have Bobby Brink, who – is he going to get sent down? Is he going to just be a scratch? That's another concern. You have – Tippett's injury. You obviously hope that he comes back and bounces back to the form that he was in. That that this doesn't yep. that this doesn't become a, an extended period of time that he's out because you want him to kind of ride the hot like he was the hot hand. You want to get him back in the lineup. I do think that what you see here is when things aren't clicking and when the team, you know, you talked in the beginning of the season, the difference between this team taking a lead versus falling behind. They had a lead, they couldn't hold it, the energy wasn't there, all bad. The team didn't have enough scorers today. They didn't have guys who are naturally gifted enough to put the puck in the back of the net. And, and that is going to be something that we'll talk about this week because if, if you are going to try to put this team in position to do something in the playoffs, you're going to have to make a tweak. I don't, I don't think you can go in with this forward crew as it's currently constructed. Well, if, um, but again, no. I, I, before we hang up here and we're done, yeah. I implore people again to remember who this team was. Sure. And, and, and if, they, if they think there's something there, 
we're coming off seeing this team play, as I said, the best road and home game we've seen them play in a decade. I know you haven't watched that long, Russ, but I mean that. So uh, we, you know, we jumped the shark a little bit, and, and I always tell people, remember who we are, remember what this mm-hmm. year was. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to lend a little bit of credence to the solutions at the end of the day. This has been a great year for this team. They've done a lot of great things. Mm-hmm. This was not a good game today, but they have another opportunity to go 2-2 two and two at home with a win against Tampa on Tuesday. And it's not all so bad. It's not good. I said I would have rather had six or seven points at home here. Yep. See you, Timmy. Uh, but but that's not what really what, what didn't happen. Yep. So how do you adjust? You focus in on a, a Tampa team that's trying to turn the tables. And to try to salvage their season, they're, they're getting a little better. But at the same time, this is a game that should be all about the Flyers, not about the other team. Agreed. We will be back later this week. Obviously, we have Tuesday. Uh, the Flyers are on the road taking on the Red Wings. So we'll plan on doing a morning after recap on Wednesday. They are home on or sorry, they're home on Tuesday against the Lightning. Then Thursday, they're on the road against the Red Wings. We'll do a morning after on that Friday. And then uh, they also Friday's also the alumni game. Yep, I'll be playing in that. Uh, Saturday they are home against the Bruins. So we'll put out a schedule at some point on social media to give people an idea of when we're going to be doing when we're going to be doing it. We plan on having a pregame and a postgame show for the alumni game as well. Hopefully, going to grab a bunch of those guys off the ice before and after. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing you out there. We'll see what kind of shenanigans you get yourself into in that game. Uh, but we'll put out a schedule to let people know when we're going to be doing this, and I, I think we'll try to plan on doing a regular episode of the podcast. It's been good to kind of do that macro show where we talk about the league a little bit too, so we'll we'll put that out on social media. But big thank you to everybody who tuned in. Don't forget to go over to shop.snowthegoalie.com, get your tickets for the live show March 16th at La Cecilia in Oxford. For Bundy, for Ant, for intern Andrew, I'm Russ. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon, guys. And thanks for, if you do this, if you listen in the podcast feed after the fact, thanks for subscribing wherever you get your podcast. We will be back later this week here on the Press Row Show and Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast.